What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. It's good to have you with us. A couple of announcements. This Saturday, May 22nd, 2021, at 12 p.m. Eastern, I will be speaking at the We Got This Virtual Speaker Summit. And the topic that I will be talking on is turning your mess into your message through podcasting. And this is going to be a great summit. Uh, the links for this are available in the show notes. Uh, the, the link to the website, you know, so you can see all the different speakers that are going to be uh, speaking at this virtual summit are available there to get tickets for this uh go to the other link which is my personal link and that kind of tracks like who i've sent to or or you know people that are coming from from my link and i'd appreciate that june 5th and 6th coming up is the back from broken virtual summit and this one i'm doing two things on it i'm actually working the back-end technical uh part and I'm also speaking at it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We got about 30 speakers on the back from Broken. And that, that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, different people that have gone through uh, or different speakers that are inspirational speakers that have gone through, you know, something, some sort of setback in their life and, you know, kind of how they got through it, which is really what my podcast was, was uh, founded on which is, you know, Bottoms Life Struggles and uh, how my guests got through it. So looking forward to that um, for sure. Also, if you are a business, if you're a coach, if you're an author, if you're anybody that has an online uh, presence or an online uh, store or you sell products or services online, do me a favor. I'm looking for uh, sponsors for the show. And the reason why I'm having sponsors per episode is I don't want to have to go and, you know, load up a bunch of different um, ad, you know, go to, to solicit or try to get a bunch of different people that will, you know, buy ad spots that are littered throughout my episodes. I'd rather just have one person sponsor one episode or four, you know, whatever it ends up being. Um, I do have a structure. I do have a tiered level of sponsorship, you know, which you can get and it's really affordable and, uh, you know, anywhere from $50 an episode, you know, on up, uh, different tiers and what you get with each one of those tiers. So if, if that's something that interests you, you, do me a favor and hit me up at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com and I'd love to talk to you about the opportunity and uh, be able to work with you uh, as somebody who would love to um, sponsor an episode of this show. Now, if you are a listener of the show and you you know, have some ideas, you like what I'm doing, you don't like what I'm doing. I used to do this way back in the beginning uh, when I first started this podcast and I kind of went away from it, but I'm going to go back to it because I would really like to hear from you, the listeners, as to what you like about this show. Uh, what would, do you want to change anything? Do you, you know, what do you wish that I would stick to more comeback stories and, and get away from some of the other things that I talk about or guests that I have on the show that talk about more alternative stuff? Um, I'd like to know. Uh, and the only way that I can find out, you know, how you feel is by you communicating with me. So I would love to hear some feedback from you guys. This episode that I'm doing now is from May of 2020. And I got to be honest with you, everybody. I got about 70 episodes in my queue. And so that's a lot. And I know this. And some of the content, you know, from 2020 may be a little dated, but the messages that my guests are bringing were still relevant and, and helpful today. So just bear with me as I'm getting through these. Uh, when I go back to work, I'm going to be depending on, on these episodes to pull me through uh, because I'm not going to be able to record as often. And so, you know, uh, just just bear with it, please. It. If you didn't know, 
Uh, I do a live stream uh, first with these episodes, you know, so I've got like 30 that have been live streamed that are waiting to be published. And I've got the, the 40 uh, some odd that are sitting from, you know, December or maybe even all the way up into January, whenever it was that I, I switched over my format. Uh, those are they're waiting to come out, and uh, this is one of them. And so, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, anything, anything else? I'll I will let you know. And um, yeah, for sure. Oh, the website. Yes, the website. I have a website coming. Uh, it should be it should be going live here any day now. Uh, when it does, how you can find that website. And this is going to be the the website or the URL for it. It's uh, nowhere to go but up pod.com. But a direct link will be put into my link tree uh, for now. So you can, you know, check check with my link tree. And, and that's really all the ways to connect to the show right now is in that link tree. You know, whether you want to find me on social media, you want to find what platform I'm on, you want to, you know, find where you can support the show monetarily, merch, all that stuff is in that link tree. But at some point, that link tree is going to go away and you'll be able to find all of that stuff on the website. So just be on the lookout and the actual web address is nowhere to go but up pod.com so i think that's it uh yeah that's it so let's get to the show sean dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud upon release in 2006 he had nothing but the clothes on his back a bag of mail and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a long-time methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, I'm talking to Angie Breyers, and Angie is coming to us from Australia, you know, down under, and uh, you know, some of my favorite accents are Australian. <laughs> uh <laughs> And so, yeah, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her story. She's a published author. She's also a hypno, uh, hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, Reiki sage master, uh, it, just really an elite uh, individual uh, in the self, uh, personal development and self-improvement uh, space, as well as uh, PTSD and, and other traumas that she's uh, uh Angie, hi, how are you? Why don't you go ahead and explain what you do? I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. And, Sorry. Um, I, I have an Australian accent, but I also have a New Zealand accent. So I'm actually from New Zealand. I was born there, and I came to Australia when I was 21. So I've been here a fair few years. So you got that hybrid. You got that hybrid uh, 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 Aussie Kiwi uh, uh, accent, huh? Aussie Kiwi um, English accent. So, but the the kiwi comes out when I've had a few rums. That's when you go, oh my god, you're a kiwi. So yeah, it came out then. I don't know. I, I, there's just, I don't know. Is there something about it? There was one that I, I, uh, uh, an episode I was on uh, of somebody's podcast who's from uh, Australia, and I was like, man. You're. I love listening to your voice. If I can get you on my navigation, that would be awesome. <laughs> well, a funny story. I used to do. Um, I used to do voiceovers, and um, I um, I can have a very smooth voice when I need one. And so, um, a brothel uh, requested my voice for their on hold um, messages. So it was you know, you know with, with room for your big eighteen wheeler. 
And um, I was out somewhere and I, I met the, the brothel owner and he said, oh, my God, he said, seriously, I have the most beautiful chicks in my place, but uh, if I pipe your voice through and shut them the fuck up, it's beautiful. <laughs> so he reckoned he'd make a lot more money if he could, if he could have my voice coming out of their mouth. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. so you've either got the voice or the looks, right? Unfortunately, I've got the voice. Yeah. Well, you know, not 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 everybody can be a, a, a nine or a ten in this world, you know. Exactly. I'm definitely not, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a solid five, you know. My my. You got per- a few animals passing through, by the way. So. Hey, I, I like animals more than I like people. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I I um I work with animals, so I I work with traumatized animals, and um. I, I prefer animals to humans because they're so ready to let go of trauma. And and these three that I've got here are are all um, were traumatized. They're all rescues that were left with me by their owners to um, get up to a level where they're part of the family. And and then their owners have all abandoned them here. So I've got three little rescues that now live with me. So this little girl here, she didn't have much hair. She all her spine was sticking out. She had twenty two homes in two years, and um, and this is what I do. I work with um, with traumatized animals. I work with traumatized people, and it's really um, about having learned to um, release trauma. So it's uh, I think it's sort of just such a key thing for for everybody, and and, it, and it's such a simple process, but. Um, a lot of people find it hard to let go and they, they they can't comprehend that it's actually very simple. But through through my own life trauma, I, I, I learned some key things and that was really just to, you know, I think our secret is to um, look at our past not as something that's holding us back, something that we're walking through with. So like yourself, um, I was able to find that moment where I decided to reach back into the darkness and look at all of the traumas and then see what they taught me, right? And then when I worked out what they taught me, I was able to sort of go, so if I come here to learn that, then where does that point that I'm meant to be? And so that gave me my direction. And actually, um, I think, that um, I believe that the people who have the most trauma in their lives are actually the, the most gallant of souls. And um, if they've brought things into this life to learn and to strengthen themselves from, they are, you know, as we see now with the COVID, um, these are the people that are rising up and standing tall and, and holding other people up. So does that make sense to you? Absolutely. You see a lot of uh, podcasts have started during this thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, growth in the personal development and uh, uh, self improvement space is is happening right now at this at this moment. You know, with people trying to figure out what's next. You know, this job that I thought I had that was was uh, you know taking care of me is no longer taking care of me, and I don't even know if I have it to go back to. So what what do I do now? You know, yeah. the the government that's supposed to be taking care of me is is we're seeing that they ain't there. Yes, I I look at America and I'm I'm like oh my god, you poor people. It's it's I mean the, what we get on the news here is is we just get a constant tirade of of um. Trump saying, hey, why don't we inject everybody and, you know, why don't we cut them open and put them out in the sunshine or something, you know, it's, and we just sit here and just go, oh, my God, what is going on, America? But, you know, a lot of people really love them over there because of the economy, but I, I, I think we're going to um, have some great lessons in the next few years about um, about financial standing, that it, it is actually all just paper. Do you, do you know what I mean? That, that, that there's a lot more important things. I think we'll go back to working within communities and, you know, there's a big movement here. Um, our farmers have been in drought for many years and um, then we've had, you know, the fires that came through in, in this summer. So this house here was filled with smoke for two months. We could see the fires from the window and there's been a great movement in Australia for farm to plate. So, so a lot of city people are now connecting with, 
with farmers and, and buying direct and things like that. So, you know, there's a lot of change in communities and a lot of change in the way that we um, support each other in, in rural and city. And I, I believe it's, you know, there's a great lining in this, in this dark cloud. Country that's doing amazingly, and I, I think a, a prime minister to really have a look at is, is New Zealand. She's just incredible. And I, I think she should run seminars for all presidents and kings of the world. So, yeah, I heard she was, she was like, she had a really quick response to this and, and really kind of nipped it in the bud before it even really turned into anything, right? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, so, I, and, and you know what's funny? Uh, you know, in America, when you talk about, you know, you start to say, oh, well, what about a woman president? And, you know, people, oh, well, America's not ready for a woman. No, we're not ready for that. Yeah. You know, the, the, the 50 or however many men prior haven't done a very good job. Yeah. Why not? We'd, we'd rather have actors and, um, you know, TV presenters than, than a woman. I'm, I'm not sure, but, you know, I mean, I don't live there, but what we see is is what our news gives us, which is along those lines. Yeah, and so my, what, anyway. my, my, yeah, my, my, my thought on that is like, dude, why not? I mean, what could it hurt? I mean, look at look at the shitty job that these other other fools have done in the past. I mean, what what would it hurt to try it out? You know, and if it doesn't yeah. work, go back to the other way. Yeah, or at least someone did with a um, with, a, with a sense of compassion and you know, uh, noble nobility is is what is seems to be missing to me in politics so, yeah. so a little bit about uh you know we're, we're going to get into you know I, yeah. I read that chapter and uh it was a that was a pretty good chapter man i was uh it it it, it, it sucked me in that's for sure because i kept reading I, I think that people that have that have lived those strong lives and that, that have the the strength to stand up in the, in the middle of darkness and 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 stand tall and and you know say nothing will destroy my soul i will keep moving forward like yourself um, they are the people that that in these times will will be the strongest of all, and and they'll begin to shine, and they'll begin to um, understand their self worth, and understand that everything that they learned was for a reason. You know, everything that happened to you makes you exactly who you are today, and um, that's what I focus on on with with people, with my clients, and with um, you know everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you mind if I read uh, uh, a couple paragraphs sure. of the of of what you sent me? Absolutely. All right. So this is, what, what's the name of your book, by the way? That this is from. It's just called "And Now Back to Me." So it's not published yet. It's it's just on its way through. Okay. Okay. All right. And it said. Uh, all right. So we're going to start here. I had a conversation with the predator, the abuser. I lost audio with you. You lost audio. Are you good? Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it, it's good on my end. So yeah. don't. It's uh, don't. It'll it'll happen every once in a while. All right. So let's start this again. I had a conversation with the predator, the abuser, the one who I had felt had made my life so incredibly horrific for all of those years. There he sat, squashing himself into the couch like he was suddenly trying to get away from me, as far as he could get. You see, it really wasn't a conversation, more like 26 years of pure rage exploding out at him. I screamed at him, so why? Why did you do this? And why did you have different rules for each of us? How come I got so beaten, brutalized, and put down? Constantly. Why did you beat me? And rape them? This, choosing different abuses for each of us, shows me that you knew exactly what you were doing and planned and executed. So tell me now, what was the expletive difference that made you decide who copped what, raped them, beat me? That's pretty powerful, man. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want you to get into graphic details about uh, about any of this stuff, but um, wh what is it that you're, you're explaining there? So what I'm explaining there is the um, so probably 80% of my clients will have had a, um, a childhood trauma, um, major trauma or rapes or, or abuse in their life, and we carry it like a crown. So um, it's 
it's an amazing journey to go on where you are able to stop and look at it. So as I was saying, reaching back into the darkness and looking at it and observing it, then I'm able to kind of go, oh, hang on, hang on. There was different treatments for everyone. So that's not just I was out of my mind. That's premeditated, that's planned, and that's executed. So therefore, that was a definite um, act, and it, and it was a, a an act to disempower on certain levels. Now, what came out of that is is I beat the shit out of him, and um, and he was crying like a stuck little pig, and he said, "Because I couldn't break you, I couldn't trust you to keep your mouth shut." So. Fortunately for me, I was I was a strong child that couldn't be broken, um, that he had observed. So, therefore, I was on a different level of of treatment. So, that taught me something about myself that you know I was strong even though I didn't know I was strong when I was young. But um, you know, the the greatest thing about this is is to look at it and and see. So, what did it teach me? You know. What, what does abuse teach a woman? So a woman will come out of hypnosis. So I, I take people and, and I go, look, let's just go back to to this and observe it from here and, and, and see what you learned. Like, what did you learn? And they'll come back and they'll go, you know what? I learned how to recognize a predator. I learned how to recognize a victim. I learned how to recognize grooming. And I learned how to teach my kids to be safe. And now I can go and share that with other parents, right? Cool. That's what I got from it. So thank you for teaching me that. And I can let you go forever. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and and you, you, you cannot, I, I don't believe that you can resolve a trauma without closure. And closure has to be that you've gained something from it, Right. It can't be just like, well, it happened and, and I've just got to understand that it happened. And the, the problem with the normal system, so so I, you know, look, I had Interpol interview me for two hours about my childhood. Um, I had um, a lot of abuse when I was older. You know, I, I was brought up with really no social skills and, and um, I ended up, you know, being in relationships where, um, you know, they're abusive and... I had to get to a point where it had to stop. So um, I think that, um, you know, what, what I'm trying to say is that, is that when you reach back in and you go, okay, why am I like this? I have to do this myself. You actually go in and you find certain triggers and, and keys. But going through, I finally had, I had a, a guy try to kill me, um, you know, if I can't have you, no one will. And I was in hospital for three weeks and I shook for six months. Um, that was when my um, PTSD, but they believed I'd had PTSD for many years. But um, um, it was really, really bad then. And I went through the normal systems of psychologists and things and and it, it just didn't work for me. You know, like, like I had a psychologist sort of say, oh, have an arm and, and I'm like, no thanks. And he's like, have an almond. And I'm like, no thanks. He goes, have an almond. And I have an almond. And he says, now, now put the almond in. Don't you put the almond in your mouth. Okay. Feel the almond in your mouth. Feel the texture of the almond. I'm like, and he goes, see, this is cognitive therapy. And cognitive therapy, when you're concentrating on the almond, you're not concentrating on your PTSD. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me? So I've just got to concentrate on something else. That's the key. You know, the key to me is is recognizing that, um, so I did a hypnosis. I, 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 I recorded a hypnosis session for myself, and then I went down at hypnosis and played it back to myself as, you know, the client. So what I did was I went through what was happening um, to me. So 15 minutes before I had an attack, under hypnosis, I actually recognize that I get a sense of nausea. So, okay, trigger one. And then trigger two was 
um, that sense of nausea would go away and then suddenly I would. So what would happen would be that I would be sitting there and my eyes are rolling around in my head and I look really weird, but inside I'm totally clear. So it's, it's like, have you ever had those dreams where you, um, you know, you're in a dream and you're going, help, and then there's no words coming out going, well, that's what it was like. It's like I'm saying, I'm fine in here, I'm fine in here, and people are freaking out, and and so I would, you know, be collapsed, and then I'd come back. So I was able to go through those triggers and say, when I get this sense of nausea, instead of doing what I normally do, when I get this sense of nausea, nausea, I would take three deep breaths, I would excuse myself, and I will go and either lay down for 20 minutes and allow my body to, to readjust, or I will find a quiet place. And because what my body was telling me under hypnosis, like what, what the clear conversation was under there, was that um, when your stress levels become too high, we're going, hey, 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 you, you're too much, you need to shut down now. Hey, hey, you need to, shut. right, shut me down. And it would shut me down for my own safety. So that was the traumatic attack. And, of course, you've got, um, when you've got PTSD, you've got, you know, a video running over what you're seeing here. So there's a video running over the front of it, of a chase scene or a, and, um, and so I was able to, through my own hypnosis, change these keys and then it changed overnight. And because I'd ended up with chronic fatigue, because this stuff had kept going on, um, that all changed. It, it was incredibly healing. And, and so I use those um, types of systems with my clients now and we just go down and we just have a look at it and they go through and they're, they're observing they go, oh that's that trigger that's that trigger that's that trigger so I went to a um a, a farm and I was there to treat a horse that was very angry and um the farmer's wife were there and I, I I treated the horse and the horse was fine with me and the horse expressed to me that the um owner was a an angry bastard sorry and um and so I then talked to them and it, it ended up that the owner and, and his wife, they were about to divorce um, because he was just out of control. And so I started observing him and I said, have you ever been diagnosed with PTSD? And he went, um, yeah, 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 I have and I'm on all this medication, blah, blah. So we did a hypnosis session and what I did with him, so he was about to lose all of his tradies were, were leaving work because they just couldn't handle him and he was about to lose his business and his family. And So we put in triggers for him. We changed the triggers and then three months later I rang him. And I, no, he rang me. And I, I said, how are you going? I, I you know, wanted how you're doing. And he, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm fine. My marriage is fine. Family's great. No, things going well. The horse is fantastic. Thanks for that. Um, and I said, how's your work going? He said, you know, work's really picking up. The guys are doing well. And he said, you know, I'm getting a lot of paperwork done and stuff like that. And I said, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's just great. And I said, so do you remember what you did in hypnosis? And he's like, oh. I said, do you remember that when that first trigger comes, you will take three deep breaths and you will excuse yourself and either go to the car and do some paperwork or, or rest for 20 minutes or and, and allow your body to recalculate itself. Or if you're at home, you'll walk out amongst the horses because the horses are non-judgmental and you'll have a beer or coffee and just sit with the horses. And he said, I do that all the time. And um, and so these things automatically happen within ourselves. And I, I just find it such a simple way to to work through this. Do you know what I mean? And and with the hypnosis I do, we actually go in and, and we – we go into like an engine room and, and there's there's things that are, you know, when we've had a traumatic event, things are turned on to keep us alive, right? To keep us coping and to keep us safe. So we go back in and we get all of those dials all, all tidied up and cleaned up and we understand that we're not in Afghanistan now and that a, a loud bang of a covered door shutting is just a loud bang of a covered door shutting. And we just tidy up that mind, right, so that you can drive past a pile of rubbish on the side of the street and not freak out. And it, it's it's really beautiful, you know. We, I, I don't believe in having to go back through that traumatic event piece by piece because I believe that, you know, our body has and our mind has every single memory of our life and that every single smell, sound, and everything is in there. So when we're going to a psychologist every week for three or four years and every week they're going, so come and bleed on my table, so what happened next? And, 
how did you feel that? What could you have done better? You know, it's like to most people, it's like, well, I was a bloody child. Are you kidding me? What could I have done better? You know, and then they're like, oh, my God, I've done something wrong. And and so when you're reliving that trauma every week, right, for two years, and then, oh, the hour's up, all right, we'll see you next week, you're walking out having relived that trauma again. So two years of that, how's it working for you? You know what? You're a lot sicker, right? So it's time to just let it go. You're swimming in a pond of poo. I'm not going to jump in there with you, but when you're ready to get out, just swim over the side here. I'll reach out my hand. We can pull you out. Dry off in front of the fire and you can move on with your life. And, you know, take what you've learned from it, let the rest go. And you, you, we don't have to be swimming in this all of our life. And, and I, I love the simplicity of, of what self-care and self-enlightenment and self-empowerment really is. And to me, it's self-re-empowerment. So it's not setting yourself up as a guru. It's not setting yourself up as, as you know, through me, I can make you powerful. Or through me, I can make you a hero. It's actually, you know what? You're really powerful. You're so freaking powerful. It's unbelievable. And if you have come into this life to have lots of trauma, then you have come into this life to strengthen yourself for something you're going to do. So let's start having a look at what that is. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely. Uh, you know, I've actually thought about um, not not necessarily doing uh, hypnotist, but uh, you know, because I have some I have some behaviors that that don't really serve me. You know, things, yeah. that, reactions, responses that. Well, actually, I don't when I when I'm in that in that mindset, it's not a response. It's actually a reaction because it's uh, emotionally charged. Whatever you know, whenever I I, I act out in a way that uh isn't healthy or beneficial for anyone around me and so i was like well you know i'm I'm very into uh plant-based medicine uh you know marijuana uh for you know for any any of those things you know for pain for uh even just microdosing thc uh to use that as like a uh like some people would use prozac as a um antidepressant you know or psilocybin and and so i i wanted to go at one point i was looking at you know different uh uh retreats um for psilocybin for you know to do some work you know to go in in uh you know in a in a clinical setting sort of or you know just in a in a controlled setting and, and doing some work because i know that that's very it's a very a, a potent way of going into your mind and and changing some of the uh synapses in there and and and, and the wiring a little bit Look, I ran a class. Um, the, the the greatest thing I've learned is is um, about what I call reactionary triggers. And um, when we have incoming stimulus, right? When we have incoming stimulus, it comes in, and then the first blink of a second, we're going, "Is this going to kill me?" And then from there, we're like, "Okay, so where's it coming from?" And then our body and our brain goes in and it pulls up all of the memories associated with that, and then it forms a chemical reaction, a chemical reaction to respond. <laughs> the dog jealous of another one on my knee here. Yeah, uh, it's all right. Okay. Hang on, I'll just give them, yeah. I'm trying to apologize now. Treat, right, treat, treat, treats help everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so, so um, where was I? Uh, you were talking about uh, triggers, I think, or... Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, so the brain comes up with the, the correct chemicals. Now, one thing I learned, which was incredible, and I learned this from my grandmother, who's my greatest um, soul in my life. I, I, I love her dearly, and she was, she was born well, well, well before her time. Um, vitamin B6 is a vitamin that's absolutely necessary for us to make the correct reactionary triggers. Without it, we can't make good ones. So for example, you know, you and I are sitting here chatting and I say, Hey, you want a cup of tea? 
and you're like, you know, um, a normal reaction would be to like, oh, thanks for that, or oh, you know what, I'll make you one, right? Um, someone with a with a low B six level will come back with, no, if I wanted one, I'd effing make it myself. So, I would suggest to you, and what I'm getting for you is that you should actually be taking about 200 milligrams of vitamin B6 a day, and that will greatly help you. Oh, the uh, the reaction, the the emotional reactions to to my my my, my soldiers call it Auntie Angie's don't give a fuck vitamin or vitamin value. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it just—it's really incredible how it works. And um, I'll find that um, their doctors will end up taking them off their antidepressants, and they're sort of going, "Oh, you—you know—you're clearly coming fine." And and it's really just with the addition of um, vitamin B six, a multi B vitamin, and you know, physical things. So for you, you've got physical pain. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My. Uh, uh joints i got joint pain uh like tendonitis and, and stuff like that and so i've i've actually what i've done is i've switched my uh my diet to where i'm not uh, i've taken the breads and the glutens and all of the uh fl- inflammatory you know things that could possibly be and and more into uh you know meat yeah. and meat and vegetables and fruits yeah. to see yeah. if that will help it at all so you should have a look at um, um, you should have a look at vitamin B five, a thousand milligrams a day, and that is actually the building block of the jelly between the joints, the tendons. The so I I blew both Quasacul um, out on the mountain, and they were going to do an operation to escape them because I kept falling off my knees all the time. And um, vitamin B five within three months, they're like, oh, we must have misdiagnosed. It's not there. It's 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 an incredible thing, and you know these simple things are like if you if you look at them, they're actually what our body's made of, right? And and it makes sense that we're actually fixing what the issue is is that you've been through major trauma, so therefore your body has been drained in vitamin B five. So vitamin B five is, for example, twenty eight different um, symptoms of lack of B five. That is loss of hair, whitening of hair, um, arthritis. Um, bad gait. I, I bet you're a bad dancer. Oh, I'm a pretty actually. I'm a really good dancer. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. oh. I just I, mean, I just don't, I, I just don't do it very often. You know, <laughs> it, it it take it takes a little bit to get me out there. But when I get out there, it's like all right. Well, it's hard to get me out off of it. Yeah. Well, if you look at B five, it's a serotonin preuptake or whatever it is, and and so that's for our mood and our keeping our calm. So B five is when you go through a trauma and you've had you know, years of trauma, um, that it, it's used to keep you coping through the trauma, so is the B6. But at the same time, they also have other uses in the body, which is um, your tendons, your nails, your hair, and, and all of these other things and your joints and, and all of these other things. And so, therefore, the body's got to take it to get through the trauma, and then there's none of that. So, for example, a client will come to me uh, for, you know, weight loss or whatever, and, and, and I'll say, oh, how long have you had alopecia? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know, 18 months. And I'll say, what happened six months before that? And they'll go, uh, nothing. Oh, my husband left me for the gym instructor. <laughs> so the trauma and then six months is what it takes in the body to drain out of the body, and, and their life's nice now, and they've got a nice new boyfriend and suddenly they go to the mirror and there's clumps of hair coming out. You put them on B5 and the hair grows back because it's had to take it to get them through that traumatic time. So it's a really interesting way, and, it, and it's actually how I worked to um, heal my life was was actually through these vitamins, and it was it was enabling me to get away from all of this um, stuff that they'd put me on, you know, for the, for the post-murder thing stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, yeah. I'll have to do that. I wrote that down. A thousand milligrams of B five and two hundred of B six. Yep, and you know, always take Bs with a multi B. Um, but yeah, there'd be a few things. Another thing I'd suggest for you is is look up the Vitamin D Council. Um, it's a. It's where they have all of the research papers on Vitamin D and how it works in the body. So, Vitamin D is um, really really important for cell renewal, right? 
Now they they sell us these one thousand IU tablets, which is like basically a grain of salt. So if I put a grain of salt on your meal, and I go, does it taste better? You're like, yeah, no, not really. So um, the the way that they're dosing us up on this is 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 very tiny. So I started researching it because you know I had stage three cancer, and um, I had been teaching it for a lot of years, but so I, I got an opportunity to, you know, walk my own talk, right? So um, when I was going through the chemo, I started taking 50,000 IU of vitamin D3 a day. And I was the poster child for the cancer treatment that I was on. Like, they were just amazed. So in the 11th month of the chemo, I decided, right, I'm changing nothing else, but I'm going off the D3. And for that month, you know, when I went for my review with my oncologist, um, he's just like, no, 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 this couldn't have happened. And, you know, I've been crawling around the floor with a bucket and vomiting. I was just, I, I was aching from head to foot. It was a really awful month. And um, and he said to me, you know, what's changed? Like, what, how could this happen so far out? And, and I said, well, you know, you don't really want to know. And he goes, yeah, I do. I said, no, you don't. And he's like, I do. And I said, okay. Oh, I went off my vitamin D. And he goes, oh, Angie, I can't buy into this stuff. I'm like, what do you mean buy into this stuff? And he goes, I'm a surgeon, okay? I, you know, this is about medicine. And I'm going, yeah. And he goes, I can't buy into this stuff. And I said, well, don't you get all your patients to take vitamin D3? And he goes, well, yeah. And I said, but a thousand IU. And he goes, yeah. And I said, you know how much that is, right? It's like a grain of salt. And he goes, yeah. And I said, okay, well, I take 50,000 IU and I haven't had the chemo aches and I haven't had the grain nails and I haven't had the, you know, the, the complete vomiting for 11 months. And now I do. So there you go. And um, he said, you know, the people can overdose on this stuff. Like it's just, and, and I, you know, I can't be telling people to do that. And he said, you know, the, these guys went to the North Pole and they had to eat their dogs and they died from it. And I said, oh, my God, did you hear what just came out of your mouth? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you know, you know it was the vitamin A that killed them, right? And, and I said, and, you know, you, you prescribe paracetamol 30 times a day and people can overdose on that. So I said, when you're seeing 2,500 people a month, that you have their life in your hands as their oncologist, is it not worth it for you to witness someone that has had an incredible journey on it and at least research it? Like, is that not why you came into medicine? You know, perhaps that's what you need to look at. But it's 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 an absolutely incredible thing. And a, and a great way to test vitamin D3 is your teeth when you're having chemo go very grey and, you know, grey and yellow, you know, like old people's grey and yellow teeth. Yeah. And they become very loose in your head. So I've got like a sticky outer one now. And they become very loose in your head. And um, when you're on vitamin D3, so what it is, is it works with the bone marrow in your bones. So you, you, your thighs ache because you've got all these parts of your body going, oh, dying cells here, oh, dying organ here, need more cells, more cells. And, and so, you're, you're, you know, your bone marrow is like, going haywire trying to get all these cells up because they've just thrown these toxins in that are killing your cell, you know, 600 times faster than, you know, is normal. And, and, and so if it doesn't have the D3 there to actually do its job, it's kind of just half throwing out cells, right? Yeah, yeah. I want my cells to come back perfect. So I take the D3. And, yes, so the teeth thing. So I had a, I had a, um, a client sort of saying, oh, and I said, okay, I'll go off mine. And I said, and, and in three weeks' time, come and see me. And then so, and I said, okay, see my teeth here, right? They're kind of grey, yellow. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And I said, all right, I'm going to see you in three weeks. She came back three weeks, like, wow, they're so white. And I'm like, that is D3. It drains from your teeth. So you're noticing people who have, it, by their teeth colour, what their level of D3 is because it drains from there to try and get to the marrow to make cells for the body. Interesting, hey? How the body works yeah yeah it is uh but you know it's uh, western medicine i mean i guess it, it does have its uses i don't i don't of course it does, of course it does. 
you know. Uh, I, I, I came my right. Yeah, uh, but if you can if you can avoid it, uh, you know, getting to that point, I think that's the uh, the key right there because you know then you don't have to worry about all of the side effects you know from taking the uh, the tablets, the pills, uh, and all yeah. and, and everything that goes along with that. I you know yeah. I prefer natural stuff anyways, and you know most of these most of these prescriptions and pharmaceuticals are are derived from plant based anyways. You know yeah. they just you know mix mix a bunch of other stuff with it, bonding agents and everything else. So. I mean, if you can, you know, if you, if you have it in the time and, and you, you know, it's something that you can do, I, I would always, uh, be an advocate for trying to figure out how to, how to cure things with, uh, with food and diet and, you know, uh, minerals, oils, uh, you know, holistic, holistically, you know, cause you you know, when you're doing holistic stuff, you don't have to worry about, all right, well, this is going to, you know, this will fix this, but it's also going to cause this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, use your intuition. So just, just sort of feel things and, and just sort of go, oh, why am I thinking of that one? And then sort of put it in, you know, vitamin A and headaches or, or in, and just see what comes up. Look for the research ones, though, like the proper research ones. You know, you have a lot of universities that are paid to make a study not work, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah follow, follow. Follow, follow, follow the money, man. Follow, follow the money and everything and you'll find the answer yeah. to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know we're at about forty-five minutes here. Um, is there anything oh, else? Got on subject yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, so, I mean, what else? What else do you want to want to talk about? It's your, really it's your time. You know, it's your time to uh, tell your story. Tell you know the people out there, oh, the look, listeners. I, I I just I just want people to know that that you know through the, through these current times. Um, through, through coronavirus, and, and I do believe um, from what I understand, so I'm a, I'm a healer and I, you know, have different energies that I, I work with and I, I believe there's going to be, you know, a lot more that's going on. I think this is just the beginning. And, and it's a huge wake-up call for us. And, and I, I suggest to... You know, people that have been through major trauma and, and, and lifetimes of, of um, poverty and hardship and things, to to take that test that I did, take that test that you did, to actually look at and go, stop, stop. I want to, okay, in my mind I'm going to sit down and I'm going to imagine, I'm going to imagine myself going forward on this path. And where does it go? Where do I see myself in five years? You know, I see myself in jail. Where do I see myself in 20 years? I see myself in jail. Where do I see myself in 22 years? Oh, I'm not here anymore. And then go back and sort of go, so if I make a different choice now, where do I see myself in five years? You know, doing it hard, but nobility, dignity return. And and taking that time to to learn from from what I did. So, you know, you've, you've got kids that, that do a lot of, crime and things and they you know they they stake out places to burgle and stuff like that they've actually got really good marketing skills right they've got really good project management skills you know they'll they'll case a place so that's what you do and they've actually got a lot of work skills that if put to the right thing you know they they'd um they'd have their have their dignity and strength back and you know i mean i've i've had times where i've had to live in my car in my life i've had times where you know, things have just been so overwhelming. I didn't want to be here anymore, and um, and you know, for me, I was able to um, just get to a point where it's like this isn't fixing anything, right? So I need to look at it and logically go back through it. And it's a process that that I recommend for all people. I I work with people, so I do. Um, you know, firesides where people can, um, they just log on and we all bring our food and our coffee or our wine or whatever. And we're talking, people can ask me questions and um, I answer them. And I do, um, I do, I do healings uh, through Zoom. I do, um, you know, counselling and, and hypnotherapy through through Zoom. And, um, you know, you, you can do things, but but... Look for people, when you're looking for therapists, look for someone that's not going to further disempower you. So 
the, the greatest thing to, to me to look for is if someone says, I can heal you, kind of run, right? <laughs> you know, and, and through me or through through our church, you can get to heaven. It's like, no, no, you're not going to be there with me. It's it's actually about me. To re-empower someone means to re-empower them, not ourselves. Does that make sense? And where I fail in my industry, um, a lot of people sort of don't like the way I work because I don't work on longevity of clients. Right? I, I, my preference is that, that those that I can heal will find me, and I prefer to have one session, maybe two sessions tops, and these people are moving on with their lives. And um, my joy comes from fulfilling what I'm here to do, is just to help people over that bridge, and I'm someone that had to walk my own talk. So I didn't learn everything from textbooks. I learned everything from walking it. So, um, um, you know, people are able to sit at a table with six other people having dinner, and, and those people are looking at them going, okay, you're so different. Like, this is amazing. And that's my referrals. Do you know what I mean? So so look for someone that's not straight out from the front saying, right, you need to book, um, you know, six months' worth of sessions, and it's going to be this much. And it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so simple. You just swim to the side. You, you're ready to let it go? Then let's go. We can do it. We'll go down, we'll see what you learn, we'll let the rest go, and then we'll put in place where you want to go. Let's go and have a look. And, you know, I've got, I've, you, you've got the vehicle, I've got the car keys. I can drive us down there, hang out there with you, we'll have a look, we'll clean it up, and you're healing yourself. And you will remember everything that we've done while we're down here because this is your journey and this is your growth and you are going to know exactly why you learn things and exactly how freaking powerful you are. And, and and so that's how it works for me. And I love it, you know. Well, and, and also, too, I mean, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, that that's, when you when you approach something that way, it you're automatically taking the um, – at least this is the way I would see it is you're taking like, Hey, look, I'm not trying to, I don't, I don't need to get rich off of you. I'm not here to get rich off of you, you know, but you, you, you know, you, you, you do have to pay for my time, but you're not, you're, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not yeah. marrying you're you're not, you're not yeah. getting into a, a six month relationship with me, you know, that's going to cost you every, every week, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so that, that, I, I think that and in itself. Know, as, as healers and therapists, we have to get to a point where we value ourselves. You know, my son said to me once when he was younger, and it was such a growth lesson for me, he said, Mum, you, you know the next time you give somebody treatment for free, like I know they have financial problems and that's part of trauma, um, but, but so do we. And he said, can you next time you give someone their treatment for free, can you remember that it's actually food off my plate. Where did this seven-year-old come from, right? Thirty <laughs> now, yeah. yeah. It was a great. It was a great lesson to me of, of, of valuing what we do and and um, and you know not taking other people's traumas and making it my own. And you know we're all growing through life. We're growing every day. I'm still growing. Um, and and I just love this journey, and and I love your journey. You know, I think what you're doing is is amazing, and and I, um, I, I value where you are in your life. Do you know what I mean? You you couldn't do podcasts if if you had no um, strength that you learned from life. You wouldn't know how to ask the right questions. You wouldn't have, you know what I mean, the right interest in the subjects, and you wouldn't have the right energy to bring to the table. So that's what I I love about your journey is is that you are. Um, very open to your journey and very open to uh, comprehension of, of good concepts and differentiating between that and the BS, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Uh, there's, there's, there is a lot of BS out there. Uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, would like to remove you from your, your money. Uh, and, and we're, we're, we're being bombarded with that from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. You know, you wait, you yeah, open up your absolutely. mail, you open up your email. There's, you know, somebody trying to, you know, remove, remove money from you. You go to yeah. the mailbox, you've got, you know, advertisements, people trying to, you know, get into your wallet. So, I mean, you know, there's, yeah. you're constantly being, being, bombarded you know all right and left so you have to be somewhat of a uh, of a uh, like like a, have a have a have a bs detector 
you know, and, and know kind of what's, you know, what's kind of real and what's not real and, you know, experience, experience is really the, the key to that. And, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't get that kind of experience. Uh, I mean, I guess you could, but I mean, when you're, you know, when you're in your twenties, your teens, you're not really getting a whole lot of experience. You're going through things, but your, your frontal, your frontal lobe hasn't even, hasn't even developed fully yet until you're 27. And most of the time, yeah. most men, don't don't even mature until the late 30s early 40s unfortunately 60s did you say 60s yeah right <laughs> um <laughs> it, 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 it's a big scale you know the, the slide the sliding scale is uh you Very know cool yeah, yeah from from at least 35 to 60 you know somewhere in there men men will you know at some point uh mature <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm, I'm very proud of you jenny and well, I'm thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, I really do. Well, you're a living example of doing what I teach people. So, well, that's cool. I mean, and I'm not. I'm, I'm far from far from fixed. I was just talking to uh, someone before you. I was uh, wrapping up a second uh, part of uh, interview that I did on his show, and uh, you know, it. I still fall down. I still, I mean, not with the drugs or anything like that, but I mean, like, you know, and how I respond to like my ex and, you know, it's, you know, I did something the other day. Well, I not like did something, but I mean, I reacted the other day without, without taking time and I allowed the anger to just bam and and you know said some said some things that, you know, I probably shouldn't have said and, uh, you know, felt pretty bad about it, but you know, it's, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't happen as often, you know. So the times between when that happens are getting further and further apart. And so you'll have to read my chapter on reactionary triggers. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's a good run, and um, I actually do a class on it. So maybe you should come and enjoy that with with a bunch of people. But it's 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 really amazing, and it and it helped me go from you know because obviously with PTSD you have a lot of inner rage, you have a lot of stuff under the surface and um, it's very hard to control it because you have no level of um, thing and, and your, you know, um, it, your world has to become an idiot-free zone, right? Which yeah, is impossible. yeah. Um, and, and so learning to understand reactionary triggers and, and creating a, a body that sort of responds a bit better is, is an amazing tool. And so I suggest to you that you get the vitamin B6 and I'd love to catch up with you for a chat in about three weeks after you start taking it and you can tell me about your journey with it. Yeah, for sure. Just, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I will. What's uh what, what's a, what's a B12, uh, or a B, a B multi. So is that just like any multivitamin? Yeah, or so, is it specific? So, with, so with any vitamin B, um, when you're taking a big dose of one, it's always good to just take a multi-B as well because that's got the perfect balance of the others to, you know, they all work in combination, but strengthening this one because that's what you need helps. Personally, I've tried B12. For me, it, it didn't do anything. Um, you know, I, I, I will never recommend something unless I've tried it myself or, or worked with it myself and, and found it useful, um, but B12 for me, but for you, B6, B5, um, I would suggest magnesium oil on your joints and actually taking magnesium before you go to sleep. Hmm. All right. Yeah. right. And, and catch up with me in a few weeks and let me know how you go with it. Well, we got we we have something we got to do too. Anyways, at some point, uh, uh, I'm going to take you up on that uh, that thing we talked about before on on how Beautiful. to sort of implement that. You know, I mean, I, I know how to imp- implement it, but there's some things on the back end of it that I need you to explain how to how to set up. So, more than welcome, and look, I'm more than welcome to to have a chat anytime if you've got any other questions that come from this. If anyone writes in with any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them and and have a catch up with you. But um, yeah, so my my um, I've just started a, apparently to put on longer videos. You've got to do a brand channel on on youtube so i've just started my youtube and it's um angie bryers a-n-j-i-i b-r-y-e-r-s angie bryers biofield therapy and so that's on youtube and um on facebook it's angie bryers biofield therapy so people can catch up with me there and um uh start looking into you know if they 
they want to do anything or have any chats or join any firesides or ask questions, things like that. I would say that 90% of my clients currently are, are actual therapists and that's because of this COVID thing. And, um, you know, a lot of people that, um, you know, are falling over themselves. And when you're in the therapeutic industry, could you imagine sort of being unwell and overwhelmed and going to someone that's unwell and overwhelmed for help? It, it's sort of, right. <sighs> Yeah. Going so well for them. So, yeah. Well, awesome. That's, uh, you know, and then all of that will be available in the show notes as well. Just shoot me an email with a picture of yourself. Uh, any links that you want to appear in the notes, uh, if, if you want, right. I, you know, you can, uh, uh, I can add this on there too as well. If you want to, if you want to place that on there as what you wrote. I don't. I don't know if you want to. If, if that was just for me, or if it was, you know, if you want to put that out there. Yeah. Look, I'll have a listen back. We might have something else that we can put on there that's interesting. So okay, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a look at it and work work with you with it to make it great. Okay, uh, absolutely. It's uh, it, it, it's it's for you uh, and for everybody else who's listening. So I mean, however you want it to be is is cool with me. Beautiful. And, um, yeah, I'm really proud of you. I, I think you're doing an amazing job and um, you're moving forward every day. Thanks, Angie. I appreciate that. And I definitely appreciate the, uh, you know, the time that you've taken to uh, uh, talk with me. And, uh, you, you know, could not talk on the subject we were talking about. Oh, what's that? To, to not talk on the subject we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's a conversation. That, that's really what this is. It's not really an interview. I'm not. I'm not an interviewer. I'm a. I love it. I'm a conversationalist, and it just it goes where it goes. And if it, Absolutely. you know, if it makes its way somewhere else, well, then you know that just gives us another reason to have to talk again later. Well, I hope you had fun. I, I did. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I. I'm sure my listeners will enjoy it as well. And, uh, you know, what, what is it? It's Thursday. Yeah. It's Thursday night. Uh, Friday here. Friday. Yeah. So you're about ready to hit the weekend. Um, what's, uh, what, what, are you guys under any, uh, lockdown down there at currently? Yes. Yes. We're on lockdowns. They're just opening today. Um, you can meet in groups of 10, which, a lot of people here are like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So I think it would be a lot of younger people, really, that start sort of mixing and moving around. And um, uh, we're still keeping precautions in my home. So um, my clients, I see most of them through Zoom, but some of them I see and, and I have sort of very good strict conditions when they come here to my clinic. And um, so, you know, we keep our, our distances. They come in, they take the shoes off, the shoes are um, disinfected, their hands are thoroughly washed and we, we don't make physical contact throughout the journey. It's it's just, um, I, I think it's important to keep everyone safe, you know, not just ourselves. So instead of, you know, oh, well, I, I don't care, I might not get it. it, it's like, you know, I might have it and infect them. So it's it's an important thing here. So we take it quite seriously here. Yeah. Um, unlike, um, unlike America. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, oh, good old America. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I got I have to admit, Bring I would, my hairdresser. I want my haircut. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am you. <laughs> communist. You're communist. You're all communist. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of a lot of that going on. Um, you know, so I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you know, it it, it is what it is until it isn't, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, hopefully, hopefully it'll figure itself out. And in the three weeks, you know, or, or whenever I talk back with you again, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be in a, a different stage of this, uh, you know, and we'll probably be talking, we'll probably be talking about something completely different, especially when they open this thing oh, up. Absolutely. <laughs> we might talk about the horses that have been connecting with me over the last few weeks and the sanctuary owner over in Austria that's just going, I can't believe this. Oh my God. And it's, yeah, so there's lots of. Lots of things going on in my world that are really interesting. Yeah, that is very that is very interesting. I've never I've never talked to a horse whisperer before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll have we'll, we'll have to dive into that a little bit. All right. You want to do that now or some other time? Oh, we can do it some other time. Uh, well, give All us right. give it give us something to uh, have another have another episode about. 
Sounds great. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sign off, hang out for just a second, and then uh, we'll we'll finish this up. So thank you, Angie. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you're doing and all of the good, kind words that you've had to say about me and my show. And uh, we will talk again for sure. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, have a great weekend. As they say in New Zealand, kia ora, bro. (laughs) Bye. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue-collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.